0: Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge.
1: Over? Nothing is over until we decide it is.
0: It's time for the Chicago Blackhawks post-game show. On the Blackhawks Radio Network, here's Joe
2: Brand. Definitely a lot of encouragement in Connor Bedard's return to the ice at the NHL level. Picking up an assist in his first game back, but unfortunately not enough as the Blackhawks see their losing skid now reach eight straight games. A 4-1 loss to the Pittsburgh Penguins here at the United Center as the Hawks still without a win after the All-Star break. I'm Joe Brand. This is the Blackhawks post-game Show. We're taking you up to 11 o'clock tonight as we recap this 4-1 loss to the Pittsburgh Penguins. One more game on this homestand. The Hawks hosting the Ottawa Senators Saturday afternoon at 2 o'clock for one of those best day-evers. Best days ever? I don't know, proper terminology. But it is a fun environment here at the UC for those day-weekend games. The Hawks have one lone road game on Monday against the Carolina Hurricanes, and then they're back here at the UC for five straight for more fun and more action here at the United Center. Let's head on upstairs and bring in Troy Murray. He's been on the call with John Wideman tonight as uh, the Hawks fall to the Penguins by three goals, and Troy, we were talking about a good start for this team in the first period. They did find themselves down by a couple of goals, generated a few more chances in the second period, and we think a lot of that had to do with Connor Bedard kind of getting back to what he had done so much at the beginning of this year before getting injured. At the very least, it looks like it was the right decision to have him come back tonight because he definitely was showing the Connor Bedard that we saw earlier this year.
1: And no fear in what he was doing right through the middle of the ice delivered a couple hits in this game, so i thought, I thought that he was you know really effective. He was minus two, and yeah, he, you know he 's got to clean up his defensive game, but boy, when he gets the puck there 's just so much excitement to watch for him, and he just makes plays and you know if you 're a guy like Kurchev and you get the opportunity or you 're flano make sure that you're you 're getting yourself in a position where uh, Bedard can find you he'll find those open spots so drive to the net find those soft areas and Bedard's going to set you up there and I thought that he had a a really good game the one thing offensively I wanted him to see him shoot that puck the last time that he was coming down the ice tried to force one across to Kurosev there an unselfish play but at the same time that's the one that he's got to shoot he's got one of the best shots in the NHL he can't pass that up
2: I, I do feel like Kurochev though also picked up his game a little bit with Bedard back. There's definitely some chemistry between those two.
1: Well, I, I like I've liked the way Kurochev has played. I think he's been their, you know, best forward here as of late. Him and Jason Dickinson have been really good, and I think that when you look at Kurochev. He likes to he likes to wheel around the ice, and he talked about it in his first period interview on TV with Darren Pang. When I had the conversation with Pang,er and you know, and he says I, I, I got to make sure that uh, coming back in the zone I, that I'm thinking winger, not thinking center. He says I got myself caught at a position a couple times in that first period, uh, you know, just heading back and and playing the center position rather than the wing position, and you know, if you're playing out there with Connor Bedard you got to keep an eye on it because Bedard's going to wander a little bit in the defensive zone and he's got to figure that out the way that he needs to play but uh, I've really liked the way that Kurashev has played and uh, there is some good chemistry as John was, was talking about it uh, with Nick Felino. that line has lots of possibilities. Kurashev's a good 200 foot player. Felino is that physical element can grind it along the boards and and Connor Bedard brings that flair and we saw it tonight, and that was a, a nice combination between him and Khrushchev uh, to score the only goal that the Hawks had.
2: Arvid Sutterbloom also took the ice for the first time in a while. We haven't seen him since the All-Star break. But I, I don't know, Troy, I, I wasn't thrilled with the second goal he allowed. But other than that, I thought he made some good stops. I, I think sometimes the, the defense didn't do him too many favors. But, you know, I know a lot of people are quick to criticize Arvid Sutterbloom, but, but I don't think a lot was on him tonight.
1: No, I I agree with you. I I think that he 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 still, you know, I I, to me, and again, I'm not a a goaltender expert, but he, he seems to lose his net a little bit in the play in the third period by Pedersen to bounce it off the backboards you know he's got to play that a little bit better he just had his paddle down there and really didn't do anything and just kind of had it redirect right out into the middle of the ice area and now you're scrambling around it's in the feet you're you're facing the wrong way to begin with you turn around you're trying to find it and uh, Raquel was right there to move a little pass over to Crosby and you know that was a, a tap in goal but you know, those are the type of plays I think he's just got to get more comfortable with. There were some uncomfortable exchanges that he had with his defenseman behind the net. Uh, um, rebound control was, you know, there were some rebounds there that uh, didn't come back to haunt him, but he's got to eliminate those. But I thought when the game was on the line, when it was 2 nothing, and there were mistakes right off the bat that gave uh, Pittsburgh those opportunities, I thought he really kind of settled in and, and kept his team in this game for a long time.
2: Yeah, no, I hear you, and, and, but you bring up a good point. It's it's a lot of those issues that we were talking about earlier on this year with him that uh, kind of stood out tonight. Um, Sidney Crosby it was very kind of blown away by the stat that John had at the end of the broadcast saying that he only had one, game, one goal here at the United Center before tonight. Um, but, you know, I interviewed Emily Kaplan earlier this year on Blackhawks Live, and she was saying one of the most impressive things about Sidney Crosby is he still... Wants to get better. He still tries to get better. Everything he does is to improve his game and just improve everything out there on the ice. And I think tonight you, fall, you saw a full display of that. I mean, he he still is the guy that kind of wowed the league when he first came into it, and you can tell he's he's very eager to try to get this team back into the playoffs again.
1: Yeah, he's a winner through and through, and and when you when you have those competitive juices and you want to win like a Kane, like a Taves, when. You know, they just wanted to get better. And Patrick Kane, I, I loved what he said. And Sidney Crosby, I, I don't know him personally. Um, you know, I've talked to him as a media guy, but I don't really know him. But when you listen to Patrick Kane, he knew that he, he needed to get better, whether it was working on a shot, whether it was working on his skating to get quicker, to get faster. He always wanted to get better. And that's what drives the great players in every sport. They They want to be the best. They want to... Um, you know, continued their growth depending, regardless of their age, I should say. And Crosby at 36 years of age, I mean, 19th season in the NHL, and he just keeps getting better and better. I mean, he is the gold standard of the way that the game needs to be played, the way that it is off the ice, how you can be an ambassador, how you train. Uh, nothing gets past Sidney Crosby, and he, I just love watching him play.
2: Well, Troy. Unfortunately, not a a victory tonight. One more chance before this homestand comes to an end, but um, again, a a turn up from this team after the first period, even though it was a solid opening 20 minutes. I feel like this team responded well with a good start, probably something that was... Uh, definitely on their minds heading into this one tonight.
1: They had to get off to a better start than what they've had here in the last little while. One shot in the game against Vancouver. One shot, I think, against Minnesota. It was uh, three games ago. It, you just can't have those type of performances and expect to win. So they, they did come out. They were a lot better in the first period. Even though you know they scored, Pittsburgh did 15 seconds into this game. Which was tough. Kind of took some life out of the, the the building here because you know everybody gets ramped up when Jim Cornelison comes out and does the anthem, and 15 seconds in, all of a sudden you're like, oh man, you know what a bummer, what a downer. But I, I thought that the team played well, and I thought there was a lot of positives. And, and again, I I think just having Connor Bedard. Um, on the bench there and then the ability to put him out in different situations i thought the power play looked really smooth with him very dangerous when he when he got the puck so there's, there's lots of good things moving forward here that uh, you can build on well
2: troy i'm sorry i lied i'm not going to let you off the hook just yet uh, a guest popped into the booth and uh just, just had had to talk to the great troy murray so we're gonna we're gonna
3: grant him that wish troy i missed you
1: Well I wish I I wish I could say the same, but
3: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, nice uh, to talk
1: to you. No, I'm just kidding. And hey by the way, happy birthday tomorrow, Mr. It's almost it's, it's
2: Saturday actually. It's Saturday? Saturday? Yeah, Saturday. Oh, so we'll get a okay. chance to say okay. happy birthday yeah. to Darren Payne.
3: Yeah, we'll meet. Thank you, though, Troy. I appreciate that, buddy. I was just up yeah. with uh, Dirk Graham up there, and we actually tried to call Eddie Belfort in between the second and third period to say hello. Um, just for just for the heck of it? Yeah, just for the heck of it. Uh, absolutely. But, I, you know, I was the other thing about it, and I actually just looking at some uh, highlights on the postgame show on uh, NBC Sports Chicago, it, it, that how many times did you notice, too, with how well Connor played, but how many times he was a little reluctant to shoot the puck. And then he went right to the bench on Troy and looked right at the iPad. You could, you could feel what he was feeling and then what he was saying to his, to his line mates. And uh, as he gets more comfortable and more up to speed too and the confidence to fire the puck, he probably, did he shy away from maybe two or three... In your opinion?
1: Yeah, and we were actually talking about it, and, and you know, the one play that he passed to Kuryshev not many guys can saucer that pass right onto yes. the tape. Nice finish by Kuryshev He could have easily taken the shot in that situation. It worked out because the pass was, was perfect, and you know, you score the goal, but if that pass isn't perfect or it gets blocked, you go, man, he should, should have shot that puck. And then yeah. later on, he tried to force one in the third period across the crease area when he got around, and that's one where he's got to shoot that puck. He's one of the best shooters in the NHL, and he's only 18 years of age. He's got to take those opportunities and be a little bit more selfish. But I think that just the impact of having him in this game was huge for everybody involved.
3: You know what? The other thing, Troy, is that it's really impressive. Is is obviously you're competitive. Everybody's competitive. You grow up. You're playing the game. You want to win. But how he doesn't go away in a game. You know. I mean, how many guys would. Maybe show some body language. that, that was a little, uh, you know, droop the shoulders a little bit. And after 15 seconds in, it's a goal against. Tries to make a pass over to the far D, gets picked off. It goes all the way. It's in the net. But yet he turns around, and just when you think maybe, you know, he's going to kind of go away lightly in the night, he's just he, no right. chance. Does he go away? Yeah. He never goes away. And no, that's, I, that's really impressive.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with you, and I, I think that. He's been around greatness for a long time. And, you know, these BioSteel camps and everything that he's doing, he's got Crosby, there's, you know, Mac- McKinnon, you've got McDavid. Uh, he's learning what it's all about, but he's kind of self-driven the, the same way as a guy like Crosby. And we actually were talking about, before you came on the air, um, uh, Joe and I were about, you know, Crosby and how he wants to get better. and And he just keeps getting you know when he's at 36 years of age what can i work on to be better do i need to be lighter to be faster you know whatever it is these great players do it and, and bedard has the same makeup i mean he's he's going to be great he's not going to quit he's going to compete every time he's out on the ice so i agree with you 100% i mean he's he's wired to be that type of player, like a Sidney Crosby. And at 18 years of age, it's pretty impressive. He went right through. There was no fear in his game early in the first mm-hmm. period. I think he went right through the middle. It was second period, I should say. Yeah, got the tripped mi- up,
3: actually. It was a missed call. Yeah, right? Right? 100%. Graves yeah, should absolutely. have been called
1: on, on a penalty. And, yep. and, but he took it right through the middle of the ice, so there was no fear, no hesitation, which was one thing that I was looking
3: for in this game. And he just didn't show that at all. Yeah, you said he's wired. Not anymore. Yeah, well, he, he never, never, was. Was. He never, he never was. was. He never was. He never was wired. They were bands. They were rubber he, bands.
1: He, he, he's, he's elastic, too. He's
3: elastic. Too. <laughs> <laughs> Does Elasticity?
1: that work when he say he's wired that way? He's He's elastic. <laughs> That way, yeah. I don't know. Uh,
3: it's just great to have him back, isn't it, Troy? It, 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 you what know what? It,
1: it, it, there was, Darren. There was so much energy, and I know that you yeah. were upstairs, not downstairs today, but I'm, I'm sure that you could just kind of sense the energy that when he's out the, on the ice. People are watching him. People Absolutely. are looking at him, and, and I think that's so important for the fans here to to have that type of player that they can kind of wrap their, their brain around it and watch him when he's out there on the ice because he's a special talent.
3: Yeah, nice seeing Khrushchev, too. I took, a, as a centerman, and you were... To move to the wing after playing, what, 14 or 15 games in a row and then move to the wing. Even Kirschev said after the first period in an interview with me, Troy, that uh, he, he was not in the right spot. It's an adjustment. Boy, boy, did they adjust adjusted, for the Final yeah. 40. That's great regrouping. Uh, they uh, obviously got to the locker room, Troy, and got together and discussed where they were and where they weren't and what they've got to do to, to, do, to, to be better. And they certainly were
1: yeah, and and that 's something that John brought up right after the broadcast, uh, you know talking about the chemistry between Fellino Kurchev and Bedard. Mm-hmm. they were playing as a line before um, before Connor got hurt, so now you, you look at it and it, it 's tough to go back and he, he I, you know I was watching the interview, and you and I had the conversation, and I brought it up that that you had asked him that, and he said he was a little bit off in his positioning. He got caught thinking, you know, okay, I'm in center, but now I got where am I supposed to be because I'm supposed to be on the wing? I I think in that first period there was a little bit of confusion, maybe something uh, as far as the confusion that contributed to the second goal that Pittsburgh had. That was kind of a bad play all around, and there was a little bit maybe miscommunication or two guys in the same area, Bedard and Kuryshev how they were defending that play, but uh, I thought as the game wore on, they really had some good chemistry, they had some good motion in all areas of the ice, and I'm looking forward to that line playing together for a while.
2: But I, I do think that that is also another example of how well that Philip Kuryshev has grown this year. The fact that he's able to adjust, just kind of flip that switch, like, he was able to in the second period, and just to put a bow on the Bedard-Crosby conversation, because we were talking earlier how Sidney Crosby still wants to get better in this league, yep. even though it's his 19th year here in the NHL. Connor Bedard has often said how Crosby is was his favorite player growing up, and it, it's not so much about what he's done on the ice, but off the ice and what type of person he is, and you are already seeing those types of traits with Bedard. It's, it's pretty cool to
3: witness. Yeah, right? one thing for sure, uh, Troy, that, that uh, Sidney Crosby doesn't have to work on, and that's the backhander or the deflections. I mean, wow. those are special, aren't they? With that short blade, no curve, a short stick, relatively short. Um, so there's probably not a lot of flex on it like what Connor Bedard has with a longer stick and a, I think a 68.0. I think it's a 68 or a 70 flex. I thought it was 70, yeah. And then, uh, but that, I mean, I, it's so impressed with, uh, uh, so impressed with Sydney. And hey, I'll tell you this, before the game, um, I, I went uh, a little text with our good buddy, Tony Granado And he said, if you see Sid, he said, give him a hug for me. So I'm down in the hallway, Troy, and you'll love this. Sidney's coming this way. He stops to say hello. And I said, Sid, Tony Granado said to give you a hug uh, to, for me to give you a hug. And uh, so he put his arms out, and I didn't really go over there. And he said, Well, where is it? And I had to walk. Security 15, jumped in the middle. 15 yards, and I had to give him a big hug, and it was for Tony G. And so, uh, anyway, I didn't mean to give him some magic, uh, like uh, two goal. Performance and his thirtieth goal of the year, yeah, kind of stuff. Gave him Troy, the but, stuff. but anyway, for our buddy Tony G and uh, how yeah. well respected well, uh, Sydney is, and Tony is,
1: yeah, that, that's fantastic. I thought you were going to say he put his arms out there and, and you went right underneath him.
3: <laughs> <laughs> five hole? <laughs> he's just not that big. That he's five eleven. Come on now, Muzz. I love you, pal. All no, right, I, I, All right. I, I you know. guys go I, ahead. I, you guys wrap I, this uh, thing up. Put a bow uh, on. Well, it, no, okay? I was,
2: I was going to say. I, I, Panger, any more comments for Troy? Troy, any more comments for Panger? Or? No. I mean, Sidney's no, good on the
1: back done.
3: end. Troy was great. Oh,
1: on no, the no, hand. but I was going to say on, on that play, like a little toe drag at the blue line, you know, to keep everybody on side there, and then continue in the middle of the ice. He went across the middle of the ice, and then he was outside of the hash marks, and he beat Soderbloom cleanly with that back end, and, and we were talking about, he's probably got the best back end mm-hmm. in the NHL. That shot came in there, and it beat him cleanly to the blocker side, off the post and out, but you know, Sidney Crosby is one of these guys, and you could see that early on in this game, obviously he scores 15 seconds in, but he, he was engaged. I mean, this is the, the captain of the team. This is a team that's fighting to get back in the playoffs, and, and they were led by Sydney in this game tonight, no doubt about
2: that. Yeah, without Jake Ensel. So Without Jake Ensel. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll finish on this. One other note. Sidney Crosby now has the most goals in the first 30 seconds of a game in NHL history. What? So just another... I think in his career, wow. most goals between the 0 to 32nd mark to begin an NHL game. A great that's research
3: there, Joe. it's yeah, really great.
2: good, Joe. Yep,
1: that's so know, I think you're the first star and, of the game, Joe. And first of all, I know you're going to say it wasn't you, so it came from somebody else. Of but...
2: course, yeah. All, all I do is got Twitter loaded up, and these things are just thrown in my face. How do you know it's true, then? That's true. I don't. We'll have to reach out to Jordan Clark and figure uh, <laughs> things out. <I'll... laughs> all right. All right. I'll, I'll tweet Jordan Clark. You fellas uh, get going. Thank okay. you very much for the interview. I'm
1: going to have all my buddies tweet stuff out that is not true just so you can read them.
2: <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Well, it's the Internet, so it's got to be true, right? Yeah,
1: and wh- why is J- John is saying me? Like I- I'm not a prankster. I would never do that. Oh,
2: I don't know. You're never sarcastic at all. All right, right, Pinocchio. (laughs) All right, fellas. Thank you very much for the insight. You know what
1: you need to do, Joe, down there? What's that? Is put a lock on that door.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I I have, but he keeps finding a way in. I don't know if it's. it's...
1: Well, he crawls under the crack
2: of the door. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we got to get to a break. He he doesn't bend down.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
2: Troy. Panger Troy, yeah. love ya, you Panger. Much. Love you.
3: All right, love you too, pal. See you, buddy. That, is,
2: that is Troy Murray. That is Darren Pang. And this is the Blackhawks Post Game Show. We're taking you up to 11 o'clock tonight. Looks like uh, Connor Bedard already chatted with the media. Our own Jack Heinrich is getting some sound. Luke Richardson chatting as well. Hawks fall to the Pittsburgh Penguins, 4-1 to here tonight from the United Center. Uh, we'll take your calls. We'll take your texts, too. 312-981-7200. Send us your thoughts. 312-981-7200. Uh, more on this on the Blackhawks post game show next seven twenty WGN. Philip Kuryshev with the only goal for the Hawks tonight in a four one loss to the Pittsburgh Penguins. Connor Bedard getting the primary assist on it. He's back and he's back to leading all rookies with now thirty four points as he picked up his nineteenth assist of the year on that goal. Honestly, I was thinking about giving Philip Kurishev our player with the most heart, but I think we still have to give it to Connor Bedard. His first game back after breaking his jaw and definitely made an impact, especially starting in the second period. Our player with the most heart is sponsored by Northwestern Medicine. Northwestern Medicine is home to the state's leading heart and vascular program, top ranked for 16 straight years by U.S. News and World Report. I'm Joe Brand. This is the Blackhawks post-game Show. We're taking you up to 11 o'clock tonight. Reporter Jack Heinrich is back. Uh, He's sending the sound of Connor Bedard and Luke Richardson back to the WGN studios, so we'll have that for you shortly. But I do want to go to the phone and text lines. Again, 312-981-7200. We'll start with the phone lines, and we'll start with Jim in Forest Park that wants to talk about Louis Crevier. Go ahead, Jim. You're on WGN Radio.
4: Hey, thanks for taking my call. I really appreciate the post-gaming. Your analysis after the game really is – entertaining and uh learn a few things sometimes just listening to your responses um so i just want to kind about curvy I think he has best game of the year playing on a uh a, a pair with uh not the mm, it was megan or he's not the best defense I mean, no, i'm sorry i'm best sorry best yeah it's you're yeah. right i'm sorry yeah and i just don't think you he's just a filling guy he's a nice to have as an extra guy, but he's not somebody you ideally want on your, your top-six defenseman in the long term. But Crevier might still need some time, but he had a good game tonight. And I think he, he's the guy, kind of guy that could be a well-balanced defenseman and and uh, stand out on a, a third pair. I don't know if it's in his DNA to play a little more aggressive, but I would like to see him use the stick more like Wathik does. So what's your thoughts on Crevier's future with the Blackhawks?
2: All right. Hey, Jim, thank you very much, and thank you for the kind words. I appreciate you reading the script to a T, and uh, all your compliments are are very much appreciative. Uh, It's kind of funny because yesterday we had somebody calling in and complaining about Louis Crevier's game, and frankly, I've been, for the most part, pleased with his game. Um, It's interesting you you bring up how he was paired with Tenorti. I I agree with you. I mean, Tenorti's here for a reason. He he provides that uh, veteran depth to the defense and I don't think the Hawks were expecting to rely on so many of their young defensemen heading into this year. Even even Kevin Korchinski, I know he's been up here the entire time, but I don't think by the end of last season they were expecting Kevin Korchinski to a make the team and b to just stick with the team the entire time. It's been fun to see Alex Vlasic and Louis Crevier paired up on the same line a lot this year because they're both huge guys, they're both young guys, and they've got a lot of chemistry and experience playing with each other in Rockford. But Alex Lasic has taken so many strides this year and is paired up with Seth Jones. And I actually got to text somebody else thinking the other way about Alex Lasic. I'll get to that in a moment. But But back to your question. Uh, basically, I asked Luke Richardson yesterday at practice what he's thought about Crevier's game and it, it was basically that he's liked what he's seen for the most part but there's definitely still some rookie mistakes i think the texter last night was or last game i should say was frustrated with what he did with the puck and again i'm not ready to jump on criticism for louis crevier for what he does with the puck just now in his i don't know 19th game in the nhl i think it's it's more important to see what he's doing defensively and I agree. He's using his body. He's he's learning how to use his body more in the NHL, and he's getting confident with it and putting himself in the right spots. I, I agree with you, Jim, that he could probably uh, use his stick to maybe break up plays a little bit more, but, but I, I also think Alex Vlasic just makes it look so easy because he's often in the right spot, and he's often doing the right things. I, I wrote it down, too. He had a great play in the... It was uh, towards the end of the second period. A good poke check when Crosby was just driving in and generating a chance. And you know, Vlasic was okay. Maybe he was a little bit behind, so maybe that's where he can catch the knock on him. But he's still able to just use his length, stretch out, and poke check it just a little bit uh, to throw off the chance by Sidney Crosby in that instance. Obviously, Crosby still had a great game. Two goals in this one in a four-one loss. Uh, for the Hawks against the Pittsburgh Penguins. A few more texts, and then we're going to get to Connor Bedard, whose sound we do have. Again, uh, it's Devin from Payless Hills in the 708 area code. Disappointed with Alex Vlasic's game today. Felt he was out of position on a couple of goals, especially for his hockey IQ, felt off today. Crosby was lurking in the weeds for both of his goals, and Vlasic fell victim twice. Okay, yeah, so kind of what I'm talking about. Um, I will say, though, and also, Devin... I saw some criticism of Alex Flassick's game tonight, too, on Twitter. But let's also remind, or remember that this kid is basically playing his rookie year in the NHL. He's continuing to play top-pairing minutes with Seth Jones. I know the Hawks are where they are in the standings, but he has taken some excellent strides. I feel like this is a good thing, that we're picking apart Alex Flassick's game based on what he's done this year, uh, from the six oh eight area code, it's Dexter in Bowling Geez, Jeremy Colleton wasn't this bad, or was he? Question mark. Is there a difference? Question mark. What's your answer? Hype the eighteen year old? Question mark. Uh, Dexter, it's year two of a rebuild. And if you want to compare Jeremy Colleton to Luke Richardson, then you also have to compare the rosters, which are vastly different. Jeremy Colleton was given a roster with Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane and Dylan Strom and Alex Debrinkit and uh, Marc-Andre Fleury and a handful of other... Jake McCabe, Seth Jones had just come on over for Colleton's last year. Two totally different examples. That was a team that wasn't really being utilized in the proper way, and I think that's why he was exited after just nine games again in his third year. But, I mean, remember, Jeremy Colleton was used to replace Joel Quinville. That didn't look like the right decision. This is year two of a rebuild. This is a roster that relies heavily on rookies, and you saw the difference that a guy like Connor Bedard made. Yes, the 18 year old, uh, because that's what he's capable of. And one more text before we go to some sound from Bedard from the 630 area code. It's Steve in California. Beware of Bubble Bedsy as he has returned. Despite the loss, you can tell Bedard's energy and the way he reads the ice charges up the rest of the team and makes up for some quality chances in front of the net. Loving the no fear mentality from the ice tonight. And we'll get after it against Ottawa on Saturday. Uh, I agree with you. I thought that this team definitely accelerated a little bit more in the second period. It wasn't a bad start, but you saw more cohesion in their game, more... just better offensive movement in the second period when Bedard started playing more to his game. Let's hear from the 18 year old, number 98, back in the lineup tonight. Here's what he had to say to the media.
5: Yeah, I don't know. I was pretty excited to get going and um, energy-wise felt good and- yeah, it's good to be back, for sure. It seemed like, it's like I said, the
0: second period, you really kind of find yourself again a little bit, maybe.
5: Yeah, I think um, I felt <laughs> decent in the first, just kind of a couple plays that, you know, it kind of happened and, and resulted in uh, goals, but I thought our line in general kind of took a step in the second and third and, and created a good amount.
4: Had you, had you been targeting
5: tonight all along to try to come back, or did it come about quickly after the doctor yesterday? Um, I mean like personally targeting like probably earlier but like (laughs) obviously you got to be uh safe and smart and um you know we got good you know people working and um you know trust them and you know they told me i was ready to go today so i
0: was uh i was excited how frustrating is it to be able to skate for so long it's been like you've been on the ice for weeks now but not be able to play
5: yeah i think it's i mean overall it's a positive thing because you know i've been skating for whatever four weeks now and um you know, felt confident coming in, like you know, because of that I think, and uh, but also you kind of feel normal, and it's like you're on the sideline, so that sucks. But I mean, I was fortunate to be able to, to skate and, and work out kind of the whole time, so um, you know, I don't want to look at that as a as a negative.
3: How well, much
1: we you missed it,
5: Hannah? Um, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of just what I do all the time, so um, you know, I want to play games, and I mean, it's frustrating watching and you know, you can't be out there with the guys and, and try to help help them win and go to battle with them, so um, you know, it's what I love to do, and um, you know, it's all I really want, so uh, it's just nice to be back, for sure. When you had that conversation with Kyle Davidson, he asked you to be truthful about your status, did you feel like you had to convince him that you were ready? Uh, that's kind of personal stuff, so, um, you know, just kind of the conversation about how I felt, and, um, you know, I think they were really good with that, and um, just letting me make the decision and not make the decision. Obviously, I was safe from from everyone, but um, you know, I felt like it wasn't one sided at all. It was kind of, you know, both of us having more of a conversation about it. And um, so, you know, I got a good relationship with him and obviously the coaching staff. So, you know, I was obviously grateful they they let me go tonight.
2: Did you have any jitters before the game started or anything like that?
5: Mm, not really, to be honest. I thought I might, uh, maybe in the morning a little bit, but it was just so much excite- excitement I was pretty antsy all day um just kind of running around all the time and stuff like a kid but um no I was uh just excited to get back and um yeah no I felt felt good going in confidence so
2: how much did you feel kind of it looked like the chemistry
5: especially with you and Philip was, was getting there again starting in the second period did you guys feel that out there yeah it felt good I think our line in those last two periods um you know can't believe i missed that one pass from him that was sick sick dish um nice save i guess but i gotta kind of make a better shot but yeah i mean i thought we created a good amount and um you know it's it's fun to play with him he's he's a stud and um he's just getting better every game even even watching him i think and maybe he didn't have as many points kind of in a little stretch there but he was creating so much and his shots were crazy so um you know it's it's going in for, or he's getting, getting a lot right now, so it's, it's fun to watch him and, and play with him. You
0: got to spend some time with Crosby at All Star, even during the skills competition. What, what did two guys like you
1: talk about?
5: Like, what um, yeah, I don't know, hockey, I guess, and um, <laughs> nothing crazy, really. I mean, you know, uh, getting to be with guys like that and, and everyone else. So it, was, it was a lot of fun, especially for me coming into the league and, and kind of watching these guys growing up, so, you know, I don't want to annoy him too much, but. Um, <laughs> you know, it's fun to be with those guys and, and compete against them. Can he oh,
3: give
5: you any advice? Um, I mean I've I've answered this a lot of times. <laughs> um but I think just enjoy it and um it goes by fast obviously so um I mean yeah, I think now it's it's fun to obviously I'm a fan of a lot of players in the league but you're going against them and you wanna be competing with them so um you know just getting to do that and go against the best is always is always really good for you how painful or just uncomfortable has it been with your jaw is there anything you've had to get used to just with it now it's been fine honestly um my face was a little chubby for a bit there but i mean after the surgery i was i was lucky it was a couple days you kind of feeling it but i felt pretty good and um yeah so i was i was lucky with that with obviously like we were talking earlier the skating and and everything so um not too bad really it was was weird for sure but uh, overall it wasn't wasn't bad
3: what did happen
5: on uh, the fifth did you just not see Brendan Smith um yeah it was kind of a weird like a not weird it was normal play um just making an entry and and then puck kind of bounced and went forward and I mean I saw him but I thought I'd finish the play and and kick it out and then it wasn't really like a hard obviously hit it was it was clean and um it just kind of got me in a spot where it happened to break my jaw but overall i mean maybe bail out on the play but in the moment you just want to kind of make the play and um obviously unfortunately that was a result so yeah did you have any trepidation out there about taking a hit or anything like that i have no clue what that word means you uh,
0: <laughs> concerned about you know
5: no no i i, I mean i'm not gonna go, go in there scared um you know, if if it happens, I I don't know. You just don't don't think about it really. You know, I'm confident in myself and and kind of my abilities, but um, you know, you can't be be nervous going out there. I think uh, be smart for sure. There's I'm not a big guy. I'm you know smaller than, than pretty much everyone. So um, got to have your head up and, and be ready. If a lot of these guys catch me, then it's not going to be good. So um, just be smart. How are you able are you- to manage
3: your diet and keep your energy
5: up and your weight there with the job? Uh, I had my mom here, so I was pretty lucky that way. Um, If not, it would have been tough. But, um, yeah, she was great, and Dee Dee is our, like, meals person. She was awesome. So uh, I got a lot of help from from everyone um, with that, kind of smoothies and soup, whatever, for a little bit. But, I mean, after a couple weeks, I was able to kind of eat more stuff, so um, it wasn't too bad.
2: Typically, I don't like to play that much audio, but I think it's warranted tonight with Connor Bedard returning, and this was the first time we got to chat with him since his injury. And it comes after the game. I think that was a whole other thing. All those practices, all those morning skates, he was a part of. You know, we'd love to just get like an update on his progress and how he's feeling and how eager he wants to get back out there. And this all just kind of came together so surprisingly this afternoon that it just caught everyone by surprise. So uh, obviously a lot of questions for Conor Bedard and a lot of good answers, too. I do want to break it all down, but we got to get to another break. 312-981-7200 if you'd like to join us. Uh, we'll react to that Bedard sound. We also got to get to Luke Richardson as well after the Hawks fall to the Pittsburgh Penguins, 4-1 here tonight from the United Center. Blackhawks postgame show, 720 WGN.
1: Here's Carter down the left wing. Hawks Zone. Deeks and fires. That's turned out of there by Soderblom. Loose puck in front. Carlson fires, and Soderblom got in front of that with a scrambling save.
2: That is tonight's save of the game, sponsored by ComEd Financial Assistance Programs. Our own John Weideman on the call. Arvid Sutterbloom in net tonight for the Hawks. Didn't have a great game. 22 saves in this one. Actually, 23 saves. Uh, we kind of broke down his game a little bit with Troy Murray Troy, Troy Murray earlier on uh, in the post-game show. And Arvid Sutterbloom has received a lot of criticism this year, and a good amount of it is deserved. I, I think the first goal is... How is the Blackhawks defense allowing Sidney Crosby to get right to the front of the net? That's something that Troy had brought up. The second goal, you don't love uh, the opportunity for Riley Smith to get right in front of him, but that's possibly a play that Sutter Bloom can stop. And as Troy was breaking down his game earlier, it was the same amount of criticisms, the same kind of criticisms, I guess I should say. It's... Rebound control, little scrambly in net. this was his first game back since the All-Star break, so maybe that's part of it. But again, it's it's the same inconsistencies kind of continuing with his game. Uh, but I, I do think the Hawks have kind of figured things out a little bit better by using Peter Mrazic for longer periods of time, allowed themselves to kind of ride on Mrazic's hot hand. That has kind of complemented his game, and then Sutterbloom also Uh, has more time to work on a few things. But uh, all in all, plenty of blame to go around in tonight's 4-1 loss to the Pittsburgh Penguins. If you missed it, we heard a lot from Connor Bedard. He talked about a lot of things. Again, this was the first time he was able to chat with the media since his injury. Um, He said at the beginning of it he personally was targeting an earlier date than even tonight, even though... Tonight caught everyone by surprise. We were all circling in pencil next week, possibly next Wednesday, against the Philadelphia Flyers. But he did appear in tonight's game, obviously. Should be available on Saturday against the Ottawa Senators, so it looks like he will play in that game on Monday against the Carolina Hurricanes, which originally Luke didn't think that that was possible. Um, But when you look at it, and again, After he's cleared by the doctors, after the front office and the coaching staff feel that, okay, he is ready to return, it does make some more sense. Pittsburgh is a team fighting for the playoffs, but they're not maybe the most physical team out there in the NHL. So if that's his first game back, you kind of work him back into the NHL style, play that way. You got Ottawa here at home on Saturday, and then he's got two games under his belt before having to play on the road against the Carolina Hurricanes. Probably the most exciting thing about it all, he's available to play on the 25th against the Detroit Red Wings. Chris Chelios' number, retirement night. Patrick Kane returning for the first time since being traded. A quick reminder, if you are coming to that game, again, Sunday, the 25th against the Red Wings, Chris Chelios' night. The ceremony to retire Chelios' number is going to be at 310. The Hawks are opening the doors at 1 o'clock, and they're encouraging fans to be in their seats uh, by three. So again, if you're making your way in, uh, just remember the ceremony is at 3:10. Even though it's a five o'clock puck drop, and the Hawks are encouraging you to be in your seats by three o'clock. Uh, back to Connor Bedard, dealing with a broken jaw injury. We were taking a look at a lot of other people that have dealt with broken jaws just earlier this year Boone Jenner took six weeks of the Columbus Blue Jackets to come back from a broken jaw injury so that's why we were basically looking at that six weeks timeline Connor Bedard is 18 years old I I don't know a ton about the actual injury but what I do know is that his jaw was not wired shut Uh, He was just using kind of rubber bands to keep his mouth taut I guess tight Um so he wasn't on a strict liquid diet. So weight loss wasn't a factor throughout all of this. And Bedard clearly was back out on the ice as quickly as he could possibly be. Um, he was trying to be involved as much as possible without non-contact drills until earlier this morning when there was that was the only way that Luke Richardson and the coaching staff was going to allow him to play after going through some contact drills. I also just love his honesty. Mark Lazarus of the Athletic asked, "Was there any trepidation coming into tonight's game?" And just immediately he goes, "I've no idea what that word means." I mean, nowadays it's it's just funny when you 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 hear a lot of people and especially kids just wanting to say the right thing, wanting to feel the need to know it all and have all the right answers, and he's just reacting there. He's being a human, and he just doesn't know that word, and then all of a sudden, Mark's got to pull out the dictionary in his brain to explain it as best as possible, but basically it came down to the answer being no, and I think we saw that in his game tonight, too. He wasn't afraid to be physical. We saw him put a a hit on Rust. We saw him go... In on two Pittsburgh Penguins, it was a one-on-two. He got thrown down to the ground by Ryan Graves and a, a mistripping tripping call that wasn't called by the officials. But again, you, you didn't see kind of a scared play from Connor Bedard tonight, which I think is another great sign. Number one, he was able to get back to his offensive prowess in the second period. Number two, he didn't look scared. And hopefully that just continues in his game moving forward. Uh, I do want to get to Luke Richardson, but I do got to get to another break. Hawks fall to the Pittsburgh Penguins, 4-1 tonight at the United Center. We'll hear from the head coach and then take a look around the league when we come back. Blackhawks postgame show, 720 WGN. Here's a two-on-one back the other way. Giroux gets a shot away, scores! Giroux busts the shadow bid, uses Kachuk as the decoy, and buries it. Dean Brown of TSN 1200 AM. It's our next game preview, which is sponsored by Plumbers 911 Chicago, where they do it right the first time. The Ottawa Senators come to the United Center on Saturday. 2 o'clock puck drop, a one thirty FanDuel Sportsbook pregame show on the best day ever at the United Center. A fun afternoon Saturday game. The Ottawa Senators currently twenty two twenty five and two. Actually, they did uh, suffer a loss to the Anaheim Ducks earlier tonight, so they're now twenty two twenty six and two. I'm Joe Brand. This is the Blackhawks post game show. We're taking you up to eleven o'clock tonight. We do have sound from the head coach, Luke Richardson. Let's get to it.
0: Yeah, I think the the line kind of found each other, especially uh, by the second period. They really had a uh, you know lots of opportunities. You know. It, Always loved him. Loved him to shoot the puck a little more, but uh, and he, he got unlucky a couple times with uh, a broken stick at the you know at the wrong time. It's just uh, those you never know when those sticks are going to break. Unfortunately, but uh, no, I thought uh, yeah, he skated well, and I thought he had some pep in his stride. He looked uh, uh, raring to go. Obviously, they you know they had a tough first shift. There was just a, a quick goal against. Uh, you know, they just uh, you know they got the fortunate. Uh, of them there, but I thought uh, you know I mean as the game went on, they looked really good and yeah he looked confident and in on the power play he looked confident out there just like he always is and uh, made some really good plays. Unfortunately, we uh, uh, almost scored in the second period at, uh, in the power play on the back door near the end, but uh, we had l- some good sustained pressure that he was out for most of it.
1: It looked like Kurochov
0: had a little extra juice today. Yeah, he was good. I think uh, you know. I think it was the Ranger game too. He was really, really skating, and uh, even the first shift, the third period, we we know we wanted to put pressure on him, and he was the first one in there and uh, try and set the tone. So he's been. Uh, I'm glad he scored the goal. You know that was good. He's he's had some really nice assists lately. Uh, you know playing well, but uh, it was great to get that goal. Seems like the- Pens were able to get open in the slot and around the net as a bit. Both Crosby goals, but even a few other. Kind of goals. like backdoorish, and that we got to be aware of that. We got stuck on the wrong side of the net, and uh, you know we got to know that that's that's a spot. It's been there for years, and uh, you know they, the things happen fast. I thought they they moved the puck well uh, in the ozone that created some difficulties for us. Uh, but they're they're so good and they're tenacious along the walls. That's where they they're the best, I think uh in our zone winning battles along the walls. Uh they came out with the puck a few too many times, especially in the first period and then uh, on that goal in the third period. But um they do it well in their zone too. I think it's when we can get it off the wall, go low to higher east west and, and get the net front battles against their defense is where I thought we had some better chances, but we didn't do it enough. I feel like they missed the tripping call on Bedard no I think he still had the puck I don't I don't know if it was I think they just took his body and he went down uh, uh, he still had the puck if he had the puck could maybe if he laid it in behind earlier that's like interference but that I don't think that was a call and they you know that it wasn't the hardest call in the, at the end either on him uh, so uh, you know I mean we gave they gave us a, an opportunity then six on four but we just couldn't get it done
2: We'll wrap up with some closing thoughts from the text line, 773 area code. Solid effort. Sutterbloom was a very solid effort. Loved the effort by Bedard and everyone. And one last point from Devin from Palos Hills, who was talking about Vlasic's game. I should clarify, in no way am I harping Vlasic. In fact, this was a great experience for him to be playing against Crosby all night, just baptism by fire. I I think that's the point for a lot of these guys it's baptism by fire for a good chunk of this Blackhawks roster so sometimes it is difficult to kind of criticize their game when it's a lot of rookies going against some of the best players in the NHL but that's what happens when you're in the NHL Blackhawks hockey's been sponsored by Citgo when you start with Citgo you're good to go United Airlines your Chicago and Northwest Indiana Hyundai dealers Plumbers 911 Chicago, where they do it right the first time, and Northwestern Medicine. Big thanks to all our help from the WGN studios. Our producer was Patrick Hennessy tonight, did a nice job going solo, and our captain, the engineer, Brett Jackson. Here at the United Center, our reporter was Jack Heinrich. Our Hall of Fame engineer was Paul Zerang. John Weideman and Troy Murray had the call another big thanks to Darren Peng for stopping by in the postgame show. For everyone that I mentioned, I'm Joe Brand signing off. Hawks fall to the Penguins 4-1. to Next game is Saturday afternoon at 2 o'clock.